Good morning and greetings from Holy Ground Spiritual Center. I see some of my friends in the place and some people. I, I serve as the spiritual director and virtual pastor for Holy Ground Center, uh, Spiritual Center and I am blessed, I have been blessed by the hospitality, the leadership, the music and the Holy Spirit that has been moving in this space. I'm thankful for my wife who is here. Um, I don't take it for granted that she supports me whenever she can. And my daughter, uh, Camden, my wife Fawn is there. My daughter Camden uh, says she wanna go where there's toys and kids. So she is in children's church right now. And um, I'm grateful for all of my friends that are watching us live at this moment. And thank you for this invitation to share. Let us pray. Creator of all, open our hearts, our ears, our minds. As I offer a principle of hope, I pray for all that are affected by war, and civil unrest in this world. Grant us who have not seen yet and yet believe the gift of your Holy Spirit, that we may boldly live the gospel with our sisters, our brothers, and our siblings in community. Amen. Today's sacred reading has been read, but I am going to read just a few verses. I'll start with the 17th verse. Now God is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of our God is, there is freedom. And we with unveiled faces reflect our God's glory, grow brighter and brighter as we are being transformed into the image we reflect. This is the work of our God who is spirit. Therefore, because we have this ministry through God's mercy, we do not give in to discouragement. On the contrary, we renounce the shameful deeds that we kept hidden. We are not deceitful nor do we adulterate the word of God. But by speaking the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every person conscious in the sight of God. After reading this text, you would think the author, Paul, had been a loyal follower of Jesus for quite some time. But it would take Saul, well, Paul, to have his eyes covered by the brief veil of blindness during his trip to Damascus to share such passion about his faith. The unveiling would reveal to him that he was chosen to bring Jesus' name to the Gentiles. It was not an easy journey for Paul. After becoming an apostle, he would have to defend his legitimacy. 
as one that was sent, because before he was cruel to anyone that would mention the name of Jesus. His opponents could not believe this was true because he had never even met him. And now there is a letter to the people of Corinth to share his perspective of a new covenant. This letter reflects religious and cultural influences that were part of Paul's heritage as a diaspora Jew. The Greek letter features Paul's hybridity, the Hebrew Hellenistic mix. All of these influences, his interpretation of Moses' usage of the veil in the text. He had issues with the papers and, and the writings of the old because he believed action and sharing the good news with the people were more relevant. He reminds the people to recall these tablets of stone or old covenant. He interprets the veil of Moses as covering up the, the temporary nature of the glory. Paul sees Moses' veil experiences as one that attempts to hide the fading of the divine's presence. This veil, the author, also reflects the blindness of non-Christian Jews reading the Jewish scriptures. The Israelites were not reading the Torah with Christ in mind. So this veil was a metaphor for enlightenment. This veil, the illusion, the cloud, the screen, the closet, the fog, the distraction that keeps persons from living and being their best self. Many of us on the rainbow spectrum, those of us that are same gender loving, lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, queer, asexual, those of us that are questioning our identities of gender and sexual orientation have experience with living with veils. Our LGBTQ youth are under attack in state legislators across the country. Texas Governor Abbott is calling on licensed professionals and members of the general, the general public to report parents and transgender minors to state authorities if minors are receiving gender-affirming medical care. Republican leaders are attempting to ban books on race and LGBTQ issues in various states. LGBTQ people of color and marginalized groups face disproportionate rates of violence, incarceration, and barriers to care and protections. This veil of sin of this world that tries to prevent those of us that are melanin-rich and of African descent to live a liberated life 
and authentic life. We also can't breathe. We are also tired of saying the hashtag names. We are also tired of the bullying and the discrimination. We also demand justice and equality. Yet, there is good news. We can live beyond the veil. Paul considered himself and his co-workers to be ministers of this new covenant, which is not based on written requirements, but upon life in the spirit. Since written requirements were rigid and inflexible and promote death, the spirit is fluid and flexible and promotes life. The spirit is life-giving. Now our God is the spirit, and where the spirit of our God is, there is freedom. There is liberty. Living beyond the veil includes autonomy, fluidity, and liberation. The author speaks of a new covenant which removes this veil, a covenant with Jesus Christ. This means the kingdom of the world is being replaced with kingdom, where people were once ruled by an earthly vessel, the Holy Spirit that lives within each of us will be represented. With Christ's actions in mind, this includes culture shifts, moving beyond boundaries, speaking with boldness, an action that reflects compassion to the oppressed, the troubled, women, children, and the immigrant. Those of us that can live beyond the veil will be transformed. Those of us who can live beyond the veil will transform the community, our future, the next generation. And we who with unveiled faces reflect God's glory, grow brighter and brighter as we are being transformed into the image we reflect. This is the work of God, who is spirit. What is God's glory? What is this glory? Glory looks like hate crimes, discrimination, legislation, embodying an intersexual, intersectional approach to our activism and upliving voices of color whenever possible. Glory has the sound of all of our voices supporting licensed professionals, treating our siblings, our friends, with transition care, which includes puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery. Glory reveals the receipts that this country was built on the labor of people of color whose voices have been historically shut out or replaced 
Glory confronts the white nationalist agenda when school districts are tampered with to control funding and gerrymandering attempts to affect our voting districts. Glory is federal legislative non-discrimination protections that ensure all LGBTQ persons and our children are free to work, play, love, and exist in public place without fear that may face bias or discrimination because of our identities. Glory is releasing the stigma and discrimination for people who are living with HIV or AIDS and giving them our best support. And glory is personal. The author makes it clear that participation is not based on what some people may think of you. It is not based on your qualifications or even your ability. It is based on the authenticity and God's mercy. Kingdom is not just about you. It is about the wealth, wholeness, and equity for all in the community. And community is not complete if you do not take pride in yourself. Glory is showing up showing up for the rest of your life with your voice and your action in this world. Glory is showing out. We show up with the glitter, the rainbow, the music, the dance, and the arts like only you can do. Glory is letting your light shine as brightly as you have the capacity. This glory looks like worship with the divine of your understanding, with total praise, lifting your eyes, knowing the source of your strength, lifting your hands in total praise, all of you. Glory feels like home, glorious sanctuary, friends, community, safety, and glory is expressed in a resurrected hope, and we are all a part of that. Today, I call you to live beyond the veil. You can live a life that reflects hope, justice, and mercy, whether people are watching or not. Christian faith is based on transformation in which the final goal is to be in union with God. You see, Christianity is all about believing in the impossible. It is trusting that when you look in the mirror, you know that you are enough. And having the audacity to believe Hope exists beyond what you can physically see at this moment. It is about living beyond the veil.
It is about challenging class, patriarchal, differently abled, and racial stereotypes. It is about expressing action-oriented empathy and justice. The queer movement is believing the impossible too. Being an alive and functioning queer is revolutionary. Living an authentic life in the rainbow spectrum is living beyond the veil. We have always been here, black and LGBTQ, Gladys Bentley, James Baldwin, Audre Lorde, Marsha P. Johnson, Lorraine Hansberry, We have always been here. Queen Latifah has a quote that says, be bold, be brave, enough to be your true self. The freedom, liberty, release assured and intended by the presence of the divine is within each of us. We were never meant to be hidden away or less than or treated unequally. May we know that we are meant to be brighter and brighter lights shining in the world as reflections of God's presence. And may it be so.